He wants to attack our heart so that we can get numb, so that we can put up a wall, so that we can't do what we were created and purposed to do. So catch me if I fall. the no haters club podcast happy tuesday everybody i'm so happy that you are here this is your host claudia campbell and i am coming to you on an audio episode only this week you know this past week has been just crazy with thanksgiving and holidays and seeing family for the first time so i do want to do a little bit of catch up on just how the holidays went like i i'm such a girl who really enjoys the holidays especially now because I moved away about a year ago from where all of my family lived and so the holidays are honestly the time that I get to kind of come together with everybody once again see everybody see how they're doing and I remember like whenever I was younger I just had such a tight relationship with a few of my cousins and so like we would get together so often almost every day like not every day like almost every little major holiday we would get together And I just remember we would all kind of be like, oh, like, here we go again, getting together with them. And we would all just kind of, we just kind of pretended like we hated it at the time. But I feel like now that we've gotten older, like, I'm the youngest out of the four of us. There were four of us who always got together. And I'm close with my other cousins, but they couldn't always come every single one of these holidays. They didn't live in the same town as us. But now all of them are in college. And I'm in high school still. I'm a senior in high school, actually. And so it's really cool. I always love like catching up on all the tea, all the drama. I always ask them. So like my two cousins and then my sister. So my sister is obviously a girl. Then my two cousins are boys. And it's always so fun because I'm just like, okay, so what girl are you dating? Like all of this stuff. And it's just so much fun. Like even to be able to tell them what I'm going through. And I feel like in some ways, sometimes this happens with all sorts of friends. But I feel like that in some ways, it's just like whenever you move apart from some people sometimes it's almost easier to stay in contact because you have something to talk about whenever you go back and see them so anyway I think this Thanksgiving was a lot of fun we had two Thanksgivings actually one with my dad's side of the family and one with my mom's side of the family and it just went really well like there are so many things that I'm grateful for um and this year specifically like with my whole social media stuff it's crazy to me to think about a year ago didn't have this podcast, I didn't have a YouTube channel, a bunch of people who are known now, and I see so many great mentors and friends, I didn't even know them a year ago, or in my mind, I saw them as these far-off people that I would never be able to meet, and I would never be able to know, and so it was just cool for me to think back, and like, look in my journal, and just really be like, wow, God, like, Look at where he's taken me. And I just want to encourage you guys, if you're listening to this, never underestimate what God can do with your yes. Never underestimate what God can do whenever you just show up and you say, God, I surrender all and I'm going to follow you. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. And sometimes he's going to lead you on a path that feels really confusing. And it's going to feel like you're going away from your calling. But can I just preach this life over you of like even in the times whenever it feels like it's going way too slow even in the times whenever it doesn't make sense why you're on the path that you're on God has a purpose and a plan and like a story that I've found a lot of comfort in is Joseph's story recently because Joseph 
had the dream. He knew what God was calling him to at 17 years old. And then afterward, he was put in a pit and he was, he was, um, he was basically framed for doing something he didn't do. And I think that it so often God will give you that desire, that vision, that end goal that you know you were made for, you know you were designed for. And yet he doesn't tell you how it's going to play out because he knows that if we as humans knew how it was going to plan out, we would probably say, oh, nope, I'm not going to do it. I don't need that vision after all. I don't need that desire fulfilled after all. I'm actually good. Like, I don't want to be thrown into a pit. I don't want to be charged for sexually assaulting somebody. I mean, that's what happened to Joseph. But like, I think that through it all, God is faithful. And even if you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm not getting the job I want right now. I'm not getting the relationship I want right now. God is faithful through it all. And God is not intimidated by that waiting period. That is him producing character that will later support your calling. And so today, I really want to talk about this one thing that kind of bleeds into that um, for a lot of us, and that's the desire um, to have a relationship, to date, to all the lovey-dovey stuff. I mean, especially in the holidays, I feel like it can be, and, and in the winter too, I don't know about you guys, everyone jokes about like, oh, it's springtime, so like, no, like for me and for all the people I'm around, cuffing season hits like late November, like I don't know what it is, I hope I'm not the only one, at my school, at, at places around me, church, like whatever it is, I don't know what it is, and there's been such a distinct cuffing season, especially last year, I remember it, it was like everybody coupled up, like in late November, if not by late November, then definitely by early uh, December, everyone coupled up, and it was like, if you did not have somebody during cuffing season, you were the odd one out, like, people who you would never expect, like, who they are not relationship type of people, they did not want to be in relationships, whatever, they even would find somebody, and so this cuffing season honestly just became a running joke, because I'd be like, oh, there was somebody, like, I would just be shocked, I would have never seen these two people together, um, and it was almost, and it's so funny to me too, because there are some relationships who like, you can tell they're working out. And then there are other relationships you see and you're just like, I just don't know how they're together. And I have no clue how this is going to work out. But it would be so funny because like those couples would be together for December, January, like, like from mid-November to mid-February. And then like, I don't even know what would happen, but mid-February, everyone would break up. And then it was like breakup season. It was just like, it was just like everybody wanted to be cuffed to somebody over the holidays and feel not so lonely and do all the Christmas stuff to them. And... It's just funny to me, like, this pattern, especially young people, I see this all the time, who it's like, they'll get in a relationship for the winter, they'll have a crush for the winter, to just kind of keep them going, and you know what, like, I'm not hating on you, because sometimes, sometimes you gotta find the joy in where you're at, and having that little crush, like, keeps you through, like, in the past, oh my goodness, that was so me in the past, like, I remember especially, like, in like early parts of high school, it was like the winter crush was so a thing because it was like, oh my goodness, hallway crush. And did I ever intend on dating that person? No. But the excitement of having the crush, it was like it would get me through the winter, the seasonal loneliness, depression. Like I feel like that is just a real thing. <laughs> and I'm just being real with you guys. I feel like as I've gotten older though, and as I've just 
gotten to see God's vision for me, like, in that part of my life, it's not so much that. Like, I feel like now I'm like, yeah, I, like, I genuinely enjoy being single now, which is crazy. Obviously, I still want that person, but it's just crazy. Um, But today, what I want to talk about is guarding your heart. And I think this is a word, like, I genuinely was not planning on filming the podcast right now. I was planning on filming it tomorrow, but God just gave me this word as I was driving home and from church, and I was just thinking, and man, like, God speaks to me in analogies, and I feel like this one just made so much sense, and I was like, okay, this is the episode we're doing um, this week, and it's just about guarding your heart, and so I really want us to talk about guarding your heart, and like, This goes, if you're in a relationship, this goes, if you're single, this goes, if you have a crush, guarding your heart, and I'm going to be talking about it in the sense of, like, just even romantically, I think that this is so important, like, I cannot stress this to you guys enough, and, like, so often I see people who say, okay, God, I'm going to give you my life, but I'm going to hold this, like, love life area to myself. I see people do this all the time and it's like Christians who are fruit bearing and the one area that trips them up is they're like, oh, well, I can just date whoever I want to date. I can just have a crush on a new person every day. I can be delusional about this. And y'all, like if y'all want my whole spiel, my whole rant on the whole Delulu, like having like being in love with somebody you've never even talked to because that was me in the past go listen to my podcast, Your Fantasy is an Addiction, because I I truly have seen that podcast set so many people free. So many people have messaged me and DM'd me and been like, oh my goodness, Claudia, like, you don't even understand that podcast set me free from something that I didn't even realize I needed to be set free from. But so many people I see have this area of their love life, and it's like they feel lonely, and so they cope with people. And I see people do this, and it's honestly so damaging to them, and it's so damaging with their walk with Christ more than they know it. And so the main thing I see is, like, a lot of times humans have this thing of they're just like, okay, I'm going to separate what I do, my relationships with humans, and my relationship with God. That's a spiritual relationship, so it doesn't matter how I treat the other humans in my life. It doesn't matter how they treat me, because me and God have a different sort of relationship. It's spiritual, and I get that. But you guys, we're built to be a relational being. God is a relational being. And so God and how he is relational to us, the only way that we have to physically understand and define that is through our relationships with other humans. And I don't know about you guys, and we're going to talk about this whenever we I bring up this verse. I don't know about you guys. But oh my goodness, whenever somebody has hurt me, I find it hard to have a great relationship with God. When somebody has wronged me, betrayed me, I have a hard time just feeling great with God. In a way, I feel like he's betrayed me even though he hasn't. But I struggle with God, are you going to betray me? Because I have just experienced betrayal with a human. When a human rejects me, it's almost like with God... I'm not as comfortable talking to him about things because I'm afraid he's going to reject me for saying this. He's really not going to forgive me for saying this. Whenever I truly, truly believe that our relationships with people 
directly feed into our relationships with God because it's kind of like if you've ever had a breakup, it's like whenever you get broken up with, because your trust in that one person who you trusted with feels broken and you're shattered, it's almost like your relationships with everybody else are also shattered. So like your parents didn't do anything wrong with you, but all of a sudden you're having trouble just having a regular conversation with them. You don't want to open up to them as much. Why? Because someone who you were close with hurt you. So now you're like, how can I trust anybody else? And so especially like if you have a close friend, whenever close friends like break up or part ways, whenever somebody close to you, whether it's a family member who wrongs you, whether it's a breakup that happens, a friendship parting of ways, like I said, it is going to be hard for that not to affect your relationship with God. Whenever your feelings are hurt and damaged, it's hard not to put that on God because the same feelings we love other people with are the same feelings we love God with. And so whenever our feelings have been damaged, our pride has been hurt, we feel worthless and shameful, it's easy to put all of those those feelings on God because we're going, if this person who we loved and trusted so much could do this to us, How do we know that God isn't going to do that? And mentally we know, but our feelings aren't there. So the verse I really want us to just walk through, I really want us to talk about is found in Proverbs, I believe. Yes, Proverbs 4, 23. This is in the New International Reader's Version, which I really like if I ever want this happy medium between like, it being word for word and between like a complete paraphrase, different interpretation of it. It's just an easy one to read. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above everything else, guard your heart. Everything you do comes from it. And here's a word that I just felt like I got from God so much. Is like this whole idea of guarding your heart and everything flow. In other translation it says, for from it flows the springs of life. And it just gives this picture. So I started to think, okay, what's an analogy of something um, that, that would be like this? Because you see, a lot of things that are gardened are guarded. They're really not... Like, if you think of somebody in a prison, right? They're guarded, but they're also not able to be let out of the cage. This verse shows a very clear picture of it's being guarded, but things are flowing from it. Like, it's being protected, but things are flowing from it. And I immediately thought of, like, an electricity power plant. I immediately thought of, like, a power plant that supplies light and energy to the whole town around you. So I want you to think about your your light, your energy plant that's surrounded by you. And we're just going to kind of go with this analogy But oh my goodness, you guys, you don't even know, like, this just exploded my brain. It made so much sense to me. And it's simply this. I want you to imagine this power plant and, like, this whole imagery of guarding. I think so often people mistake guarding for putting up walls. But here's the thing. If we guarded that power plant, we put up walls to where nothing could get in then at the same time, nothing would be allowed to get out. And you see, I think feelings are in a lot of ways what I relate to this idea of this energy, this electricity, this power. Feelings, when protected, when guarded, in their right place, help so many people. They help yourself. 
they're healthy, they give life, they give light to other people. Whenever you show love to other people, you're doing what you're designed to do. When you're able to love people big, those feelings, those emotions are not a bad thing. Whenever they're used and how they're supposed to be used, then it's a good thing, y'all. Like, electricity is a great thing. It powers the entire town, right? But what happened if you just put up a wall and we just said, okay, but we want this to be protected so much, but nothing can go out of it. Other people would suffer. And so that's whenever I was trying to talk about there are some times when we're not able to like love other people well. And I was talking about the whole God thing, right? Because I think there's sometimes when people hurt us and our immediate response is, oh my goodness, I'm going to put up a wall. But when we put a wall on our heart, it's hard for us to even love God. And we can't receive love either. Whenever we put up a wall, we're sure protecting our heart, but we're also not giving it the nutrients it needs to come in. We're not letting anything out and we're not letting anything in. And that means we're blocking all the good from coming in as well. And that just leaves you feeling isolated and even more lonely. And so that's the first thing I want to say is how do you guard your heart with people in general? How do you guard your heart? First of all, you take down the walls because a part of guarding your heart is also letting the right things come in and it's letting the, the right things go out. But the whole point in this verse that it talks about guarding your heart is so the springs of life can flow out. You want these things, this this spring of life to flow out. Like feelings are like the currency we live in. That's how we experience life. They're almost like the, these receptors that like we feel things in it. It is almost like the color to our world. And whenever I see people that, that ice out their feelings, it's so sad to me because what they're doing is they're handling it unhealthy. They're not receiving love because they've numbed themselves so much that they can't even feel that love coming to them. And they're certainly not able to do what they were put on this earth to do, which is love other people well and be an example of Christ. If Christ is emanating love, then why would we ever think that our job isn't to also emanate love? But when we put up a wall, and I think that's something that the devil wants us to do so much, is he wants to attack our heart so that we can get numb, so that we can put up a wall, so that we can't do what we were created and purposed to do, which is love other people and emanate the essence of Christ. Whew, like y'all, I'm about to preach here. But here's the other thing that I want us to say about guarding your heart because in the same analogy, whenever we think of a power plant, right? When we think of a power plant, what happens whenever the energy is not controlled? What happens in the power plant whenever it's not guided, when the electricity isn't guided? Boom, there's like a whole explosion and it's not very good, right? Sorry, I was interrupted there, but I'm back now. Like I was saying, just like we need to guard our heart by taking down the walls, we also need to have some protection there. And whenever I think of a power plant, I think of like you have a fence, right? But you don't just have a fence. You also have people who know how to work the power plant. And so what I was kind of thinking in this whole analogy is not 
only like you need that fence there to block people out and what does that fence say there are typically signs up and typically what it says is hey if you come near me you have a potential to get hurt if you don't know how to handle me because here's the thing about power plants I have to go here and then I'll go back here's the thing about power plants is that if you damage it then the power plant isn't the only thing that's being damaged the thing that hits it, the thing that causes damage also gets hurt. And I think that's why so often when somebody damages your heart, whenever you damage somebody else's heart, when you treat them immaturely, badly, so often they also get hurt in the process because they know that they damaged your heart. They know that they did. It hurts. It doesn't just hurt the power plant. It doesn't just hurt your heart whenever you get wronged, when you get damaged. It also hurts the person who caused the destruction, who caused the damage. And so whenever I think about those signs, I think so often a a core problem is we have this hunger for love, the right love, so much that we're willing to let the wrong people near us. We have the wrong version of love so much that it's like, I, I I think of the power plant analogy, like I keep going back to it, but I think of the fence and it's saying, hey, Don't come in unless you know how to handle, unless you have the right equipment. Or else you're going to get hurt in the process and you could hurt the power plant. And what happens if somebody comes in who does not know how to handle the power plant? They could put this cord over here and this cord over here and tie it together and the whole thing could blow up because they don't know how to handle it. And so the other way to guard your heart is I would say only allow people in who know how to handle your heart only allow people in who are trained and know okay I'm gonna love them well whenever you're dating whenever you're trying to figure out is this the right person how are they handling your heart do they know how to handle your heart or are they just going in and guessing and making things worse and hurting you in the process and here is the crazy thing like i will pop off on is that who's the manual who's the who's the owner who has the blueprints for your heart and knows exactly how it works god does and so i think some of us we've had past experiences of letting people in who didn't know anything how to deal with our heart and they just came in and they just messed everything up cuz they cut this wire and tied these two wires together and it ended up hurting the whole process to the point where we couldn't give off the light and energy and love to other people it 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 changed the way we loved other people because our heart was damaged in the process but here's the crazy thing if you don't invite the person with the owner manual to come in and heal your heart and say okay i built this wire i know how everything is supposed to go so let me fix it then you can't get healed And guess who has that blueprint, the owner manual of your heart? Guess who made it? God did. And so I think so often we try to also say, oh my goodness, like this person, we allowed them in. They hurt our heart. Okay, I'm just going to get one of these other workers to come in. I'm just going to get someone else who doesn't really know how I was made or how I was wired and they'll heal me. But they just make it worse because they don't have the blueprint for how you were created. They may know how to handle electricity. They may know how to love you well and handle your emotions. They may know 
how to love you in a good way, but unless the person who created you is able to heal you, is able to say, I know where all of these pieces go and I can heal you, unless you invite God in to heal your heart after it's been damaged and hurt, then even somebody who knows how to handle your heart, even that worker who knows how to handle electricity won't be able to come in and fix you unless they know what the blueprint is like. And so then that's my final thing is don't let somebody come and take care of you and be a partner in your life unless they know and have learned how to handle you from the manufacturer's blueprint. The only way someone is going to know how to handle your heart is if they learn from God himself. God knows how to handle you because he created you. And God knows how to love them because he loved them. But if they don't learn how to love you from God... If they don't learn from God, okay, this is how he loves you. This is how he loves me. And I can love them with that same pursuit and intentionality. Then they won't be able to handle you well. The way that they learn how to protect your purity and your feelings and, and know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to handle and love them in a biblical way is they also have to be spending time with the person who created themselves and with you. That's honestly the foundations of who we are. What makes you a healthy person? Are you spending time with the one who created you? Are you spending time with the one who knows you? Because if you're learning from the person who created you, you learn more about yourself and you learn more about him and you learn more about other people who he created because we're all made in the image of God. That's how you guard your heart. A, you take down the walls. So that you're actually able to give off love and receive love. B, you only let people in who know how to handle your heart in a biblical way because they have earned, they have learned it from the person who created your heart. And finally, how bad is electric, how good is electricity if it's not confined, if it's not in its proper coating, in its proper casing? If there were not wires and certain pieces of material to kind of direct where that electricity put his energy into, then we would have a a whole bomb on our hands. Like, electrical fires would start. Electricity in and of itself can really hurt. But whenever it's put and directed in the places it's supposed to go, whenever it goes to the sources it's supposed to go, then it's good, then it's healthy, then it can be used for the right thing. And so similarly, I would challenge you to ask yourself, am I putting my love into things that are healthy for me to to dedicate my feelings to? I think feelings, and it, it talks about in Proverbs as well, that your heart is is wicked. Like, you can't trust your, your feelings. Everybody says in Hollywood, follow your heart. But here's the thing about feelings, is that it's not safe to trust your feelings. Your feelings are like electricity. They can be used for good, and they can be used for bad. And whenever you learn from the manufacturer, the person who created your heart, oh, this is where this feeling goes, and this is how I can use this feeling, and this is how I can use this feeling, then it's good. Whenever you put your electricity, your love, um, your emotion and feeling into the right things and give it to the right people, it can bring a lot of good things and light. But whenever... And how many of you guys know this, whenever you have a relationship with somebody who doesn't know how to receive your love, who isn't right, it can hurt and it can burn. 
It can burn you. You also have to learn where to direct that emotion. You see, we can't just go and follow our feelings because our feelings are not truth. We have to direct our feelings and say, okay, I know you feel unworthy. I know you feel unlovable, but you're actually loved. And this is what God says about you. And in my mind, mentally, the same picture, I think of it as the wire that electricity is guided by. But if you don't have, and this is the thing that like, I think is the most important. If God is not Lord of your life, then he can't protect your heart. If you want the protection that a king brings, that guards you, then you also have to abide by his law. You have to surrender it over. And I feel like there are a lot of people who just feel like that they're on some sort of magical thing where, okay, I said a prayer and I believe in Jesus. Now he's going to protect me no matter what I do. And I can just date a new person every week and be fine and my heart won't be damaged because God is a good God. No, God is also a just God, which means if you date a new person every week and your heart begins to hurt, you're going to start to live with the consequences of your own actions. You're going to start to feel bad. You're going to start to wonder what's real. You're going to start to question love because you've been with all these people and it didn't work out or you just went, thank you, next. You're going to question the legitimacy of love because the only love that you've experienced isn't actually love at all. It's just affection. And that's what we call lust, not love. It's a short-term thing. Learn how to love from God, and I believe that's how we guard our hearts. But I think the first step, and okay, how do we guard our hearts? Yeah, you can take down the wall so you can receive and give love. You can put up a fence and only let the people in who know how to handle your love and feelings and emotions from God because they've learned from him. You can you can direct your love into avenues in which it matters, in which it's good and it's safe for it to go. But if God isn't the Lord of your life, if if you're not operating by his standards, and if you're just doing whatever the heck you want to do, I'm coming to tell you, it's not going to work out. Your heart isn't going to be guarded. It isn't going to be protected. If you're not surrendering it to you and saying, okay, God, like this is my love life, but I'm surrendering it to you. I'm going to live how you want me to live, just like you do every other area in your life. Then how do you expect if you can't operate by God's rules? Like the reason that he has rules is to protect us because he knows he it's like the cheat code to life. He knows, okay, if you do this, you're going to get hurt. So I'm going to say, don't do this. And we just think that the rules are there so that we don't have fun, but the rules are actually there to protect us. But if we don't follow those rules, it's going to lead to the destruction of our heart. We're going to have our heart broken time and time again. And sometimes God's rules, they don't make sense to us. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Well, why can't I follow this feeling? Why can't I follow this emotion? Because that emotion is going to bring you and lead you to destruction. And let's just look at the second half of that verse. It says, everything you do comes from it. And I, I, I just, it really reminds me the times in my life where I have struggled with burnout. Whenever I've struggled with loving the people who love me well, who did nothing wrong to me. I find it's because 
I haven't been guarding my heart the way I should. When your heart is damaged, and hear me, when your heart is damaged, it's going to be hard for you to operate and do other things at 100%. And if you're having a damaged heart right now, if somebody's hurt you, if you've hurt yourself, even if it's like this unspoken thing that you're mentally struggling with, I just encourage you, invite God into that space. Say, God, like, I don't know what's happened, whether I messed something up or someone else messed something up. I got my hopes up. I got rejected. Would you restore my heart to be the object of your affection? Because, y'all, I really believe that rejection would not sting as bad if we truly understood the love of Jesus. And I wish I could understand it in its fullest. It's hard for me to understand it, y'all. But I just believe if you guys like truly understood how much God loves you and accepts you, yeah, that boy or girl's rejection, that might hurt you. But it wouldn't kill you. Because at the end of the day, you're like, no, I have more than enough love. And I have so much love, it can go around. But if you don't first say, okay, God, I'm going to put you above it all in every aspect of my life. Then, like, if you don't walk in God's way and continually set your mind, okay, God, what do you want me to do next? What do you want me to do to guard? If you don't make him the king of your heart, then his forces can't help protect you. And if you truly want to guard your heart, I think our minds have to continually be fixed on the king of our hearts, which is Jesus. And I'm like preaching to myself, it's just so hard. It's hard because it's easy. One of the things that I've been struggling with recently is I'm like in that place where it's like everything I've been doing, I've had low motivation. I've just been stressed and anxious and whatever it is. And I've been like, oh my goodness, like I'm just on the struggle bus, right? And I really had to ask myself, like, why do you feel this way? Why do you feel distant from God? Why is it that your friendships and relationships, like, you're just so unmotivated? It's almost like I numbed myself feeling-wise. And sometimes, for me, it's easier to diagnose, like, um, the side effects than is the root of the problem. But here's what I knew. Everything I'm doing so far is not, like, vibrant and full of life. Like, it's coming from this wounded, hard place. Why is that? And then I realized, probably because you're not guarding your heart. And what I realized whenever I took a hard look at my life is I was scrolling so much on social media this past week that it was like, I wasn't guarding my heart. I was letting in the opinions of the world define me, characterize me. I was comparing myself with everyone else and the standards of the world. And Christ wasn't being the king of my heart in those moments. And because of that, my guard wasn't up. Because of that, damage was being done and because my heart was hurting, because I felt bad, because I felt behind in life, because I felt not as good, not as worthy, all of those lies came in. Then whenever I started to do things, when I started to try to show love, I couldn't because I didn't have any love to give because I wasn't focusing myself and really sitting with the king. I was, I was being consumed and my mind was being filled by what the world said about me. And so for those of you out there who might be struggling with anything similar, who might relate with anything I just said, I just want to remind you 
there's a way out. And there is a battle for your heart and mind every day of the week. You're going to go to school today, work today, and there are going to be people who are going to try to make comments and put pot shots at you or your character. You have two choices. You can either realize, hey, they are not worthy to be let in because they don't know how to handle me. They don't know how to handle my heart. And you can take that comment and just pretend like there's a shield around you and be like, okay, well, I didn't let that one go in because they didn't even know what they were talking about. Or you can let that go right into your heart. And then the rest of the day, you can be like this angry like lion that has a thorn in its paw and be spewing for the rest of the day. And everything you do for the rest of the day or maybe the week, depending on how much it hurt you, is going to flow from that. But I just want to remind you, this is a daily battle. Like, this is a daily battle that every day we have to make a decision. Okay, I'm going to guard my heart today. I'm going to live by God's rules today. I'm going to realize that these people feel like they have a lot of power in my life, but they don't. And I'm going to choose to tell that feeling, okay, you don't have power over me right now, and you're not true, and you're not right, so I am not going to operate by you. Feelings are good when they're good, guys, but they can also do so much damage and so I just I hope that in your relationships I hope that in your friendships you're able to guard your heart I want you guys to experience a love that is so good and so sweet and so special that you're able to receive love but you're also able to give love but y'all I want to also remind you this holiday season you might feel lonely but you are not lacking in anything You have perfect love. No human on this planet is going to be able to give you perfect love. Nobody. It's always going to be messed up in some way. But you have access to perfect love right now. And if you're not taking advantage of just diving into that, learning that, if you're not excited whenever I say that, I think that you just truly have not even learned what it feels like to be loved by God. Because that used to be me. When people were like, oh, like, oh, I get it. Like, you just have to learn to feel God's love first. But I don't really feel it. Then I promise you there's a depth to his love that you have not discovered yet. I promise you that maybe you think you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I just have to feel loved by God. But if that doesn't genuinely excite you and get you out of bed, then I beg you, like, make that a prayer. Just say, God... Show me what it feels like to be pursued by you. Show me what it feels like to be the bride of Christ, to be loved by you, to be wanted and accepted and loved by you. Because everything you're craving for, other than like the sensual, romantic sort of thing, which I understand, like sometimes it can be hard in the holidays. Like you don't have the person to do all the physical, like couple stuff with matching PJs, whatever it is. But when we go down to the acceptance part of it, God accepts you and he loves you. And if you don't learn how to be loved in that perfect way, you're not going to be able to love other people perfectly or be loved in a perfect way. But y'all, I just want to give you hope and freedom. You can learn to guard your heart. If you put this into practice in a month, in a year, you don't have to be the person who says, Oh, like, I'm always getting hurt. I'm always feeling rejected. I'm always, like, like, I just, everything just gets to me. 
every person who rejects me ruins my whole month. You can actually learn to identify the right people to let them in. You can actually learn to guard your heart to prevent some of that pain. Because I believe that if we guard our hearts, we can experience God better and more full. In a more full way. But let's start guarding our hearts. Thank you guys so much for being with me this episode. Um, That's a wrap on this episode of the No Haters Club podcast. As you know, um, the podcast is now available anywhere you can listen to podcasts, which is so exciting, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you guys don't mind, please leave a review. Please rate this podcast. It definitely helps me out so, 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 so much. Um, And I just really appreciate you guys being here. The reviews, the ratings, they help me so much. I, um, I would just really appreciate that. If you want this podcast to keep going, I would absolutely love that. And as always, you can always DM me, DM the No Haters Club podcast questions, things that you want the No Haters Club podcast to discuss, and I will try to work it into an episode. I love chatting with you guys. So go ahead and follow us on Instagram. We are the No Haters Club podcast at No Haters Club podcast. Or you can follow us on YouTube, which is just the Claudia Campbell, and then go ahead and hit that follow button on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It genuinely helps us out, and I just love hearing from you guys as well. And again, as always, if you listen to this podcast episode, enjoyed it, shared it with a friend, then screenshot yourself listening to it, post it on your story, whatever you want to do, and we will reshare it on the No Haters Club podcast Instagram if you tag us. I love seeing where you guys listen to these when you listen to it, and I just love our little community of the No Haters Club. It's grown so much, and I am just so, 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 so excited to see where God takes us. Um, I love you guys so much, and I'm so happy this is a safe place where we can truly feel the love of Jesus and no hate. So with that, I wish you a happy Tuesday and a Merry Christmas. Peace out, guys! So catch me if I fall.